Hello and welcome to Happy Mother's Day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't forget. <laughs> Mother's Day is either tomorrow it's Sunday. or Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. Isn't it always Sunday? Wait. Isn't it always on a Sunday? I, I just know it's this weekend. We I'm are pretty terrible sure it's always sons. On a Sunday. We are absolutely terrible sons. No, but, I, no it's, you know that's what, what I, I was giving the, the listeners a service reminder so that they won't forget <laughs> that Happy Mother's Day is happening. See, am I am I excused since my mom doesn't live in the state? Do I do I have to like send her flowers? I mean, you should like call her. Yeah, or something. say hi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Compl- complimentary say call. Hi. <laughs> say hi. Text her just the word the word hi. Hi. Maybe yeah, like oh, maybe yeah. like put like a like a turtle or like an octopus emoji afterwards. <laughs> That's better than nothing at what? all. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, my my mom wouldn't accept flowers. She's like, I don't need flowers. They're she just would gonna send die. them back. <laughs> yeah. She would return. Oh, I don't need those in my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm working on a weird setup today. I, I apologize mm-hmm. if technical difficulties happen in the middle of this because I'm away from home. I left for mothers. I'm... And um yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just preemptive warning. I'm sure everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> but uh I'm sure but, it'll be. but I like I like to plan for the worst. You know, I was talking yeah. about this with with uh, some friends in Magfest who are really looking forward to ukulele, which uh, was yep. recently announced, and and they were mm-hmm. all giddy and happy and excited about it like normal people. And I was just like, what if it sucks? Wait, <laughs> does. Did we talk about that last week? I, I don't think no. we did. I think the closest we no, came we was didn't. talking about this new Conquer bullshit. Yeah. Ukulele wasn't even announced then, was it? I think it was uh, announced three or four days ago, and it got yeah, like okay, that, I was... double the goal on day one. It got a million on it, day one. It, yeah, I got a million US dollars on day one. They, were, they, they hit all their stretch goals, their original stretch goals on wow. day one, and then they added two more, which was they... uh, 1.1 million pounds, 1.2 million pounds. What are we going to do with all day this two. money? You, you, um, actually, <laughs> let me see if I can make another broken to, age game. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that's why I like to be cautiously optimistic about this string of kind of like nostalgic Kickstarters that are made by the best, but they don't. You can't. You can't win them all, I guess. And well, here, here's the deal. This mm-hmm. is like, this looks like Shovel Knight's Kickstarter to me. It looks well put together. People know what they're doing. It's people who worked on the thing that was before that was like this. I feel like this is going to be a sh- like, if not a shovel knight situation, it'll be like a situation similar where we get something that is definitely satisfying. It's um, a good bet. I've never. I mean, I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, I, I feel like that's. I mean, I mean it, if anything, we're getting a good soundtrack for sure. Grant Kirkhope's on it, so like, come on. But they're <laughs> um, tapping right into the market as well. Like they're getting JonTron on there. Like, so if JonTron's on there, then everyone who's associated with JonTron, you know, all those guys, they're yeah. gonna be like, oh, ukulele, and yeah. it's gonna spread like wildfire. Like that. That was genius did. because that is that is the 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 audience that you want to go for. Yeah, they were smart the, on that. To anyone who's not in the know, or is it euros or pounds? I think it's euros. Maybe it's pounds. I don't know what the symbols are. Um, that looks like an E, so I would say euros. Yeah, but maybe that's it's probably the pounds. euro. Um, it's all, but it also looks like an L. Okay, sorry. Anyways, uh, very American. <laughs> oh um, God! Now so it could just be for either. context for the listeners, their their original 
all their stretch goals originally was at one million. Um, I'm gonna say pounds. I think it's pounds. Uh, and then the next ones that they added, like the ones that were like, oh, we hit all the stretch goals. Uh, let's make more. <laughs> the next one was an N64 shader mode, to, like make it look like an N64 game, which could and be horrible. It could I'm be not, horrible, but just, I think it'll just, be fun. Yeah, yeah, just keep going. <laughs> but also, also, a quote-unquote GK rap plus video written by Grant Kirkhope. And the, like, that... the spiritual successor oh, to the Donkey Kong rap from Donkey Kong 64 was a stretch goal. I, and like I said, that the the shader, the, the equivalent to Broken Age's retro mode button, which was well, really was silly. Just a but pile of garbage. I, I know, and, and here you have like an N64 shader mode. It's, it's kind of sort of similar, but now you're also calling on like this GK rap thing. That's like calling back to one of the most cringeworthy, weird, I hope my parents don't walk in on this moments in video <laughs> game history. Yeah. You guys, you guys remember yeah. what it's like having your parents walk in on the DK rap and, and you just want to uh, shoot I them actually... out of the room? I actually um, have an interesting not not story so much as uh, I used to play. I, I only rented Donkey Kong 64. I never owned it, but I used to watch the intro every time I booted up the game <laughs> to the point where one time my mom said, "Can you just shut that off already?" <laughs> she like forced me to skip the intro because she was so sick of it. I don't. So I, 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 I had don't no shame. Blame her. <laughs> I, yeah, in hindsight, I don't blame her either. It was pretty dumb. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, crazy. I mean, we're kind of talking about nudes in our personal spot, but like crazy thing, this whole ukulele business. It's 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 not a bad business. It, yeah, because I mean, might... they're at two million right now. Oh, two million and 39 days to go. That's yeah. ridiculous. Oh like, yeah, they're... they made their they made their Kickstarter the the day length way too far. Because <laughs> I think you can choose between like 30, 45, or sixty days. Like. They were beyond funded in two days, and they picked the forty-five. And it's like, there's, there's so much time that you, uh, for so much more money that you don't need anymore. I, I, I hope they don't get ambitious with the stretch goals. I hope they just stop. Like, well, let like, the money just, come just in just and like, stop, stop the GK. Rap. The, the next, the next one down <laughs> was like real simple. Like, I, I don't think they're going to because the next one after the GK rap was uh, a let's play, like a developer walkthrough and commentary video. Oh, that's so it's so just wow. like the guys who made yeah, it that's, playing that's it. That's kind of cool. That's perfect. And then the next next one is like, uh, it's at 1.5 million pounds is uh, in a fully orchestral score. Score, excuse me. And I think that might be their last uh, stretch goal because there's an asterisk in that one that says also any money after this will just help make us like allow us to polish the game. Yes, please. So it's like, please. I think they're just going to be like, we're just going to cap it here mm -hmm. and we're going to make the game. As is. So there aren't any like weird, shady work on concept art with Shaquille O'Neal guest spots. <laughs> oh gosh. Uh, have a go to a, a pub and have a beer with Peter Molyneux. Uh, I don't like those stretch goals. <laughs> yeah, those ones are. Well, it, it depends. Like, if the stretch goals involve like a lot of input from the goal Lee, that's a oh, weird well, way to put the it. Stretch goals are different than. Um, Backer, backer rewards. Uh, yeah, um, I guess I, I'm thinking of the wrong terminology. Like whatever the hell caused so many, so much backer fluff to go into Pillars of Eternity is is like what I'm talking about right now. Yeah, there's there is uh, some fan input ones, but they're very minimal. Uh, it's it's just these. Uh, it's I think there's 15 available. 
I'm seeing two tiers that are the same, but there's five in one and ten in the other. Anyway, it's uh, you get to be coached by Banjo Kazooie voice actor Chris Sutherland and voice a character in ukulele. That so could go horribly wrong, people. or it could be okay. It could. It doesn't necessarily say that the character is going to be big or have a lot of lines. So I'm, I'm just like super tired of immersing myself in a fantastical fantasy adventure and then stumbling across like a piece of paper that says LOL Bootmaster Titfarts was was here from GameFAQs. <laughs> and it's just it Great. totally breaks the mood. Like Shovel Knight did it right. It yeah. I, I think one the, one of the stretch goals was to have your own pixelated portrait put in the game. So they just had uh -huh. a wall of barely <laughs> indistinguishable <laughs> portraits in the background of a level that like made fun of the whole concept. It was brilliant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but then and then in Pillars of Eternity, I mean, I guess Matt kind of knows what I was talking about because you said it almost turned you off from the game. Yeah, was, it did. was having to it, click it through automatically all these. Walked up. Yeah. You you don't know it at it, first, but after a while, you start to see that they've like color coded the backer fluff, so you know to avoid it later. Uh, it was yeah, it really turned me off. Um, part of the reason why I turned me off, like man, this is a lot of just crap here that I'm reading because I like to read everything, you know. I like mm -hmm. to get immersed into the world. If I'm gonna, if it's gonna be a reading RPG, then I I gotta read it. I gotta right. read everything because I, I don't want to miss things. Yeah, and, I understand um, that. Yeah, when I was reading, I was like, this is not interesting to me at all. And yeah. I, I still, you know, still love it. I still think it's one of the greatest games in a few years. But I, I kind of definitely know what you're talking about. I just got on the other hand of of the uh, of, of understanding how to cope with it by after reading through two of them, I noticed they both had gold mm -hmm. colors in front of, of the pro button prompts that brought this stuff up. And I was like, you know, there's something different about these than all the other reading I've been doing. And it's that it's completely mm -hmm. unrelated and not of the similar level of quality. I'm going to stop mm -hmm. reading these now. <laughs> um, I, I wanted to mention um, mm -hmm. my stepdad walked in when I was playing Final Fantasy uh, X2. Okay. And oh, no. uh, he asked me if it was a porno. Oh, what? he's like, that's not no, a that's porno, kind of jumping the and gun. I'm like, no, I mean... I'm playing a game. Well, I guess they were kind of scantily clothed. Yeah, so... yeah. But but I mean, I mean, going from scantily clothed weird JRPG to to straight up porn. I mean, you, you that's that's, I... like, that's quite a stretch. Well, did you say yeah, he was an uncle? It, it was my... No, stepdad. 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 Step step I think he Just thought it was sure. around that, around of those, you know, uh, that year where everything starts to, to to come into um into your mind as a kid, uh, as a teen. Final uh, Fantasy yeah. Ten Two came mm -hmm. out. Uh, they 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 they, uh, they might have known what they were doing there. Mm hmm. But I liked I liked Ten. That's why I played Ten Two. It wasn't because you know it was an all girl cast or anything like that. No, I don't, not at I all. don't know anything about the main series <laughs> Final Fantasies, so. Um, oh so Final gosh. Fantasy X-2 is a spin-off sequel to Final Fantasy X that starred completely redesigned female cast from the first game as like... Oh, wait a minute. Uh, like, 10 like, was the one in, in Ivalice, wasn't it? I don't even... I just know uh, that everyone had their thongs out. I'm, I'm asking Matt. Okay. Ivalice? Uh, I don't Ivalice, remember. Ivalice. Ivalice. It's the one... Okay, there's a race of... of of 
uh, oh, female only bunny girls. You are actually thinking of Final Fantasy 12. Is that 12? Okay, never mind. So then. I was going to say oh maybe God. I could understand where he was going. I told because okay. 10 2 versus 12, it's like the same number. Oh my god, this it's just such a weird series. It is. Okay, let me let me look up images. Of Final oh, it's these, oh, it's these people. Okay. <laughs> let Yuna. me just look up images of Final <laughs> Fantasy X. Whoa. Uh, no, I'm just saying it's these, it's these like. Are you the lightning and and over the top black characters? With Afros? I mean, is is there not an over the top black character in every Final Fantasy? Game? <laughs> there actually no. Whoa. There is there is not always one. They they started that trend more recently. It's yeah. a weird series. Uh, I'm black and I'm American, and I talk <laughs> different from everyone else. And I have a giant afro that <laughs> a bird lives in. Like that's just gross, man. Uh, hang on, have you seen? Have you guys seen the uh, that that video where it's like? anime doesn't know how black people talk or something yes, yes. Yeah. where it's like it's like the guy who actually gets his, his middle finger pinched by a crab and he's accidentally flipping off a black guy and it's this like huge hulking guy and then he's like hey what the fuck what are you doing and it's like what, what? <laughs> that's not a it's so weird oh, gosh. oh good stuff it's that that video never <laughs> fails to just get me really good. Okay, so somehow we went from just like talking about the ukulele story to d d black guys to in anime. In Japan. I I want right. to say I'm they doing something really lips. weird with video games this week, and this week I tried out DDR games for the first time. Like not the oh. first first time, but like the first time at home with my own pad. Well, quote unquote my own pad. A friend of mine actually let me borrow his, so I decided to take the opportunity to bust out the PS2, dig up um, a friend's copy of DDR Max, and also check out Step Mania. Real quick, yeah. uh, is the pad? Is it like a hard pad? Uh, funny story. The one that he let me borrow is a foam pad. And then okay. when my roommate saw it, they said, oh, mm -hmm. wow, DDR, I love that. And then got some metal pads that have been in storage all along. And now my apartment oh. is full of DDR pads. There's two metal pads that are really <laughs> wow. nice, but they only go to PlayStation. So I have to buy a separate adapter to put them on PC to play Step Mania. Because as I quickly learned, that's what you want to be doing. Um, Hope she had it all along, one... so you didn't ask, ask her when you were reviewing Necro? No, 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 she didn't, she didn't bust out her metal pads until after seeing it in person <laughs> with the foam pad. She wow. was like, oh, it's, it's time, it's time. <laughs> now that we got a real rhythm game in here. Yeah. No, it's got, so, so these is that are the new amazing. Smash night? It's going to be DDR night. It, it probably, yeah, I think I'm going to have DDR nights now. It's going to get weird, actually, because it's... It's, it's going to get more hot and sweaty in that Yeah, uh, if you play right? on, on hard mode, that shit's ridiculous. It's like sprinting in place for two minutes straight, and you can't break the yeah. sprint. And yeah, I'm, that's true. I, I, I'm not even good at it yet. Like, I was... I've only played DDR, like, maybe three times in my entire life before uh -huh. I got a hold of all these pads. But, um... I, I have gotten to a point where I can do like the first half of the song list in, in DDR Max fairly well on medium mode. But then for shits and giggles, I tried one of the bottom ones on hard mode. Oh, God. And Did I proceeded. You like Max 300 oh, or gosh. something? Maybe. I think the, the artist was called The Legend of Max or something. And, and that's probably they, they always have one song that's like Max themed and there's like spiky <laughs> black balls in the background that's like. <laughs> 
that's like the the background images are always like like underwater mines and like deathly looking things <laughs> and sharks with lasers yeah i it, it was probably that one because all i could really do was just step randomly in every single direction <laughs> while like mildly following the general pattern of directions that were coming up on the screen not hoping to hit them with any sort of specificity spe specificity at all but rather just yeah. like brute forcing it like firing a machine gun into a crowd <laughs> just stepping in every single direction because you know some oh, yeah. of them will at least hit yeah. And it actually worked. Like, I was actually seeing great, fantastic, like, pop up Wonderful. over and over again at about the same rate that all of the, like, red, boo, shitty, awful pop ups were popping up. <laughs> right. I want to play the DDR where it actually says shitty when you miss. <laughs> <laughs> you just, like, miss a step and a little red pop up suddenly appears and says, kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it, they they like, should have like a little camera that records you while you're doing a horrible job and show it to you after you're demoralizing, finished. Demoralizing, demoralizing revolution. <laughs> Gosh. It's kind of like the guitar, guitar hero live thing where you have a crowd oh, yeah. that just like starts booing you and stuff. Yeah. That's that's That'll really be awkward because it's live action FMV, so you can see like some extra they paid to hold a sign that says, I love you. Like, what happens if you're playing really bad? Does she flip it over and it says, kill yourself I on it? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I just want to know, like, how, how, how incendiary can, can the crowd in, in an FMV Guitar Hero game get? Like, like, yeah. will they start throwing water <laughs> bottles at you? <laughs> I want to see them all leave. Like, you just see an empty stage. <laughs> I just gotta, be, you see like one guy, one guy in a trench coat, like with his hand down his pants. Dude, like that's there, it. There should, there should be like uh, the uh, building the water bottle thing. There should be like when you get low enough into the red, there should be a chance that some some guy who's drinking in the crowd is gonna throw his beer bottle at you, and it becomes like a, a QTE where you have to dodge the beer bottle. But if you get hit, the show's over because you like, get knocked out. Oh that my would, gosh! I. I can't tell if that would be like hilariously awesome or just like hilariously pathetic. Like I want to say the first one. Both. It would be it would be pretty great either way. Yeah, yeah. I, like, I, I like would not actually mind simulator. that. Yeah, like all of a sudden shit gets real because because you're not good at playing Guitar Hero in front of a pretend crowd. <laughs> oh my god. I, yeah, and then before and after every show, you have to play like an extensive puzzle game of like putting your equipment on stage, <laughs> and then and then afterwards you have to find an accountant and make sure not to spend all your money before yeah. you invested or something. You have to attend I, I restaurant like openings. I was just gonna say how I've never actually really gotten into those. Manage games, yeah. Well, yeah, like I don't, I don't. How many of them are there anyway? I know there's that really <laughs> absurdly popular for some reason football manager game on Steam, right? Yeah, what extremely else? popular. I mean, I might have, uh, but that's the only one that really comes to mind right now. There's career modes. There's career modes in like NBA and all that type of stuff, and oh, people tend to really, really like that. that. It's really big on YouTube as well. But you know what? You know what? You know, uh, Time Crisis when you go to the arcade and you have like the the duck 
uh, pedal. They should have the duck yeah. pedal for the Guitar Hero, oh, so you can duck. for dodging bottles. When, oh, yeah. So if you're really bad, you actually have to pay money to get that physical pedal for you. Oh gosh. Yeah. That that's uh. <laughs> oh man. No, no. What you can that's what you can money. just do is you uh you plug in the the drum pedal from the drum drum set. Right, right, right. <laughs> there's always there's always ways to uh yeah to go around yeah. that. Yeah, you, you think, you think you could uh, drum pedal with a Time Crisis game on like the PS2 version of the Rock Band drums? Oh, I wonder. I wonder. Mm. Mm. I miss Time Crisis. Was, Rock Band wasn't on PS2. It was around that time where things were still coming out on PS2, and I would not surprise I mean, me if there was a PS2 version. The the time when things were still coming out on PS2 was like late into 2013. <laughs> <laughs> That's You're probably ridiculous. right, but you know, for like a music game where all you need are are button prompts going down a rail, it's not exactly yeah. not exactly highly demanding. And and all of those right. Guitar Hero games came out on on both gens back then. The only difference though is that Guitar Hero has one fourth the amount of of of, of instruments that need to go come with the game. Yeah, yeah. How, um, one of them isn't even. Was, uh, a... hmm? No, no. I was gonna say how was Necro Dancer, but yeah, go ahead. Oh, um, like now that you've actually played it, like uh, with a dance pad. It's interesting. I, I want to play it with the metal pads, but then I'd have to buy an adapter because the foam pad it has a really small dead zone in the center, and as it turns out, for Necro Dancer, you kind of need a neutral resting spot that you can reliably yeah. sit on because um you do uh -huh. a lot of mm. e even though you are like dancing around this dungeon to the beat, you still kind of have a lot of moments where you have to stand still and wait for enemies to walk into a tile next to you so you can walk into their tile and, and hit them i mean sometimes doing mm -hmm. the dance around them just just is not worth it tactically mm -hmm. so what was happening in necro dancer with this foam pad was that the dead zone in the middle was so small we kept stepping into one of the other four directions which right. would cause our little girl to hop into another tile we didn't want her to and it didn't exactly work. It worked actually when it did work, when we did not want to rest on a neutral spot. It was actually a hell of a lot more fun than playing it with keyboards, except for when you had to do a button combination to, uh, uh, in Necrodancer. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. You drop bombs with like down and left at the same time. You, you can use a magic spell with right. up and right at the same time. You can throw your dagger by pressing up and down at the same time. Sorry, I was gesturing. Mm -hmm. And um, doing that with your feet is... It requires a good deal more coordination. It still works. It's just like a very a very different kind of um, set of demands from the player. That, that oh, yeah. is I hard mean, to get used to. Like, I played enough DDR to know that that's like... You gotta jump at mm -hmm. that point. Like, There's no like shuffling onto it real quick. Like For two button hits, you're gonna have to like jump up and land on them together. And uh, I can see how that would be difficult, especially when like bomb, spell, dagger, like all that stuff is like different combinations of the buttons. You have to memorize them and use them in the right time. It sounds like a fun time, though. I really want to play. I have Necrodancer. A, a fan actually Ooh, gifted it to me. Which, okay, okay. Uh, thank you. But um, and I have access to a a Necrodancer <laughs> official dance pad. Like <laughs> these what? perks, they're piling up. Well, uh, Gerard, like, helped out the Necrodancer devs at, like, PAX one time or something. They, like, needed a dance pad, and he somehow hooked them up with one. And so, in response, they sent him a dance pad. 
That's so that's, I don't I don't know how that I, works. I, I I envy you because if it's one of the official ones, then that means it's one of the ones they recommend, which means it probably has a big enough dead zone to comfortably play oh, yeah, the game does. on. Because um, what, yeah, what I was a, yeah what I was dealing with was a situation where the design of the peripheral and the design of the game didn't really match up to one another. Because when you play DDR, they don't penalize you for missteps, which means you can mm-hmm. keep your feet resting on the left and right pads or the up and down pads, depending on what mm-hmm. you're about to get blasted with. Which is what you're right. like supposed to do. So that mm-hmm. way you're ready to tap left or right. You're not supposed to stay in the center. My, my, my roommate taught yep. me all about it. But in, in Necrodancer, you do need to stay on the center as your default resting yep. position. And that's, that changes things considerably. Yeah. The only uh, the major difference between like DDR and Necrodancer is that for, uh, for DDR... At least for the upright machines, like the cabinets, you get that little like crossbar you get to hold onto behind you. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, unless you <laughs> install a crossbar into your house, is not going to be there for you. Funny your story. We actually used the edge of my TV entertainment center for that. <laughs> we were leaning <laughs> on, a, on the piece of furniture that holds the TV up. We were pretty drunk great. at the time. It might not have been our, our greatest moment, but as as my arms got progressively more tired, I ended up just like using that as the bar. And it was Wonderful. pretty great. I was having a lot of fun. I had a shitload of fun <laughs> getting into DDR games. and um, That's awesome. I, I want to do more of it. I have two extremely high-quality metal pads that I looked them up on the internet. Those things costed $250 each. And, and wow. they're, they're my roommates, which means they're in my apartment now, which means I have like free access to them until this person moves out. And <laughs> I also have a nice foam pad that a friend of mine let me borrow. I'll have to get it back to him eventually. But until then, uh, I'm going to be using the foam pad for PC games and the metal pads for PS2 games until I can track down a USB adapter for these metal pads, which are supposed to be kind of rare. Unless I get an adapter that works well. And that's a whole nother like right. can of worms. I don't know how familiar you guys are with the uh, the struggles of trying to adapt a console controller to PC. Because that's a whole... I, I, I could keep talking for a while about how hard it was getting these weird pads to work on a computer but the the ps2 Uh ones i was not able to pass through a universal controller adapter but the Mm -hmm. xbox foam pad made the switch to pc very very easily oh well i mean it is microsoft yeah they they have a shared heritage and i'm wondering if that has something to do with it but i can't like specify because i'm not a super duper expert I just uh, I mean like it's a I'm sure it's the same thing with uh with uh PS3 and Xbox 360 controllers. 360 controllers will connect and install drivers uh, automatically mm-hmm. whereas I think you have to download external drivers from a website to get your PS3 controller But you don't have PC. to do a lot to get your PS3 controller running on PC. But it's But you do have to do more than yeah, with just, just 360 which is the major jump. A little bit. And Xbox well, One doesn't work too well either. Oh well, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. wait. I thought they. I thought. Okay, Matt, you can actually inform us because you have an Xbone, and I thought they released yeah. like real computer drivers for that controller. They, you're right. They did. It was like kind of like a unofficial official patch by uh, Major Nelson, but they don't work properly. And a lot of people are that's saying that you have to upgrade awful. to Windows 8, and I'm like, uh, oh, yeah, no, right, yeah, no, sure, fuck that. sure, no, no, yeah, no, 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 no
Oh, yeah. wow. That's the end of that. Yeah. Um, Time to trade in my X bone to get me a PS4. <laughs> I just, yeah, I don't know about yeah. I know, right? But then, <laughs> I know that's what I've been thinking about too. <laughs> there was very briefly. This isn't one of our upcoming news topics, so I'll just throw this out here real quickly. A very brief listing for a PC version of Bloodborne appeared on Steam last week. Oh, um, yeah. In the Steam like database behind the scenes, or a lot of reliable leaks have come from that thing before, though. So mm. I mean, just like in every other time you're thinking of buying a game, hold off for a while, kids. <laughs> it, if Bloodborne it, comes yeah. out on PC, I'll definitely buy it. Yeah. Okay. I, I I've, I've I've learned enough about about the game at this point to where I can it like looks like a more definitive version of Dark Souls. Sixty Dark FPS. Souls works like shit on computers. So. <laughs> Unless they they so attach beautiful. games for Windows Live with it. I mean, if they do that, then I will kill no. myself. No, no, don't kill yourself, Jimmy. Ukulele hasn't come out yet. I mean, I never played Banjo Kazooie, so I don't really. Oh, um, I don't know. I I, I, oh, I, I shouldn't say anything about Banjo Kazooie. Let me not say anything. Well, okay. Here, here's the thing. I, I also never played. Uh, I also like never built up nostalgic memories of uh, Mega Man, Castlevania, or Zelda Two. But I love Shovel Knight, so I guess yeah. There's hope. Sh- Sh- Shovel Knight's good. I want to say Banjo Kazooie might be a bit more of an acquired taste, though. It taste, uh, yes. It's, it's it's a little a little. You aged. said it, not me. <laughs> well, I like. Yeah. Uh, I liked Donkey Kong 64 a lot, which I know okay. is like the same. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is because almost. It's, it's a rare, massive collectathon. With, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's all they made on the N64. I mean, not, that's not. And, true. and they then it got well, the they but, did, and it got to the point where they had to make a parody of it. And, yep. and now nuts and bolts. And then they made something else, and people were tired of it, and they were like, no, and then. They they got laid off and decided to make it again and call it ukulele ten years later. I don't know. Oh. Uh, this, I don't necessarily think the guys working on ukulele are the guys who worked on Nuts and Bolts. I, I thought Nuts and Bolts was like the last hurrah of the original Rareware team. And Microsoft just kind of like forced them to change the design of Banjo-Kazooie while keeping the IP, which ended up pissing off a lot of fans. Even though, like, I hear Maybe, that it wasn't technically a bad game, it just should not it's have not. been it's a, a Banjo game. game. It's just not... Yeah. Yeah, it should have been an original IP. That's it. Like, they, it wouldn't have sold if it was original IP, but it wouldn't have been shit on, you know? Like, like I mean, at the very right. least, they had Grant Kirkhope on, right? Like, like he was... Uh, yes, they did. He did make the music, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so he's he's supposed to be, like, a cornerstone of that crew, and he was there. Yeah. Well, We're already pretty far into this, so, uh, Matt, what have you been playing? Ah, um, I <laughs> guess it, me and George can do the same thing. Um, I have been playing The Witcher... I finished mm-hmm. part two yesterday, and I'm working on... Not yesterday, uh, last week, and I'm working on part one right now. Um, uh, man, part mm-hmm. part one of The Witcher is utter... Like, it's like a B-movie. Uh, like, like oh, voice no. acting is crap. Uh, yeah, like, I know, but... It's, but it, it, it's, it, it's fun, though. It's fun, though. It's it, fun. It has its, its, its charm, I guess. Yeah, it I'm does. really not looking forward I, to going back to it, because I loved The Witcher one, but I know... That was, like... St- five or six years ago and i know that when i go back it's not gonna look like what i remember i, I just feel you're, you're it gonna in be my laughing. heart it's gonna oh, be, it's gonna God. feel like an episode of red letter media dude i'm telling you like it's just I, gonna I remember, be whoa what what did they just say how did he just say like it's just so 
Oh man, the first like part <laughs> where you're, you know, when when you, you wake up as Gerald and all that, and uh, Gerald? You're, you're trying to save Trish. <laughs> Gerald? Gerald. Oh my gosh. You're the second person oh, I've heard making that mistake. And every Gerald. time I, I laugh, Geralt. 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 You Geralt. played through Witcher 2. They say Geralt like a zillion times. A L T. Not Gerald. Anyways, anyways, like the whole section is just like bad voice acting after bad voice, and then you hear like the 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 magician like have like this crazy voice actor, it's so out of place. It's, the villain it's I remember nuts. does a lot of a lot of overacting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That that's him. That's him. And uh, it's the combat is like a rhythm game. You know, you click which the I thought was kind of cool, but I that was five I, years I ago, and I, I bet my tastes like have it. changed since then. You don't not like it, okay? Yeah, I, I, I not I, like the like, combat in Witcher Two. I I like from what I remember right. of the combat in Witcher One. I remember liking that system way better. It, which that's no funny, one else like, agrees with me, and I'm I need a friend <laughs> in I, these dark before, times. Before I didn't like it. Before I didn't like either of them. But now going back to it, I don't mind it as much. Yeah, I still think the potion system is kind of broken. Um, when it comes down to like, especially in The Witcher Two, like you're you don't know when you're gonna fight. So Sometimes. you will go inside, and the, and the game is hard. So you'll go into a fight, you will lose. Then you know, it, hopefully you have a save. You pop, you you know, you make your potions. You sit down and meditate. You make your potions. Then you go back in and you win, basically, because the potions affect everything. Because uh, the Witcher's you know, only like, half a Witcher without his potions. Right, and and you, so you will be walking around. So it's either you keep popping potions, which will waste your items, or you just die and then restart from a checkpoint, which you know you have to make sure you save. Now, what what tends to happen is. If you don't level them up, then they're like at the base 10 minutes. So you'll be talking to someone in the store, like, uh, you know, like dialogue, and the potions are still ticking down. So if you spend there trying to make decisions and, you know, listening to everything the guy's saying, by the time you get out of it, all your potions are done. And you probably like just use them. Like, it, there's a lot of those little parts and mm -hmm. they definitely fix a lot of the issues from which witcher one but there's still a lot of problems in witcher two it's and not it, like amazing when it comes down to like the gameplay but the in story witcher is two, very uh in, in the witcher two i was playing with the combat rebalance mod which i think did you go through with that too or not no no i, okay. I just i just went with the regular vanilla I, I'm thinking of what, I, what I'm going to do is play The Witcher 2 with this combat rebalance mod that, like, the, it's an equal amount of fans recommended it. The same number of fans said I should not do it. It uh, right. changes the potions to where they last for 60 second or 60 minutes. So at least you got that going for wow. you. It, um, it, it, like, unlocks all of... J no, Matt, you're you almost made me do it. You get Geralt. all of Geralt's advanced moves at the very beginning <laughs> of the game, because up until you, it, it has one of those systems where your character is just gimped until you upgrade into the way the game is like, the way the game right. feels like it's normally supposed to be played. And I've never been a fan of that kind of system, but it also. It, it, it weirdly disables some of that when you're fighting monsters like it changes the dodging system around the idea is to make Geralt more responsive so that 
he is a more controllable character because I, I remember when I was playing the vanilla version, I just did not like how this guy handled at all. When you install mm -hmm. the mod, his role turns into this like graceful little twirl thing when you're fighting humans, but then it turns back into the normal role when you're fighting monsters. And the way he's just animated is, is so incredibly clunky. Like when you roll backwards, Geralt spins around, rolls in his new forwards direction, and then spins around back to look back oh, yeah. at where you were facing before. He does like a three point turn when you press like yeah. jumping back at the same time, which which makes him roll backwards. It It's like so so poorly animated and the game does so many things so right it's just like once it comes down to the matter of actually controlling your character and interfacing with the world everything seems to fall apart and it breaks my heart mm. yeah yeah but yeah, I, I don't uh i don't necessarily know much about the witcher but i have to say i've been shocked even by the uh the Witcher 3 trailers I've... because I never had any interest in The Witcher and The Witcher 3 trailers have gotten me so excited for a game I know nothing about. They're, they've they've been good, I think. I haven't been watching many of them because that's the kind of situation where I want to deliberately keep myself from spoiling because I, I think I right. said earlier, The Witcher 1 is one of my favorite RPGs of all time. The Witcher 2 I'm having a much harder time getting into, to be honest. But um, mm -hmm. it it's... A real gem of a series like they these these crazy polish guys are trying trying their hardest to make a big hollywood blockbuster game with the resources they have and you can see it in in the trailers like they're always really really effects heavy like the witcher 2 has this almost to a fault the witcher 1 has absolutely beautiful environmental design the witcher 2 also does as well but there's like so much bloom and glares and and <laughs> really obvious fake vignetting going on that that it's almost hard to see what's going on at times the witcher 3 looks i, I like the way it's looking so far the image is nice and crisp and clear and you, you the gore, can, though, that, that's what I'm playing it for. Like, you could chop you're, off You're playing a game limbs. for the gore. Yes, oh, absolutely. Okay. I'm okay. a guy who came from Gears of War. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if I, mean, I that, if, that name just, like, sh that name, like, portmanteaus into gore. Yeah. Gores oh, of war. No, just gore. Gears of war. Yeah. Gore. Gore. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Wait, no, that would be gal. <laughs> no, it'd be gore. But it portmanteau, ends... not not abbreviation. Okay, okay. You, you can have your portmanteau, and I'll just I'll just sit here and and and, and think about wows. Because you, you know Gals. I'm one of those weird people who who sends people .wav files. Yep. Oh, oh. It's mm -hmm. wave. Mm -hmm. It's wave. Wave form audio. Okay, but but anyways, The Witcher Three. You've been watching trailers of it without knowing anything about the series. What what is it that's been appealing to you in this thing? Because I'm I'm kind of eager to know. Heads being chopped uh, off. Sorry, wait. Restate the question. Like, like um, <laughs> you you haven't played any of the previous Witchers, but you're liking what you're seeing out right. of these trailers. Yes. And yeah. and what what is it from your point of view? that that is is appealing what's what's getting you intrigued i, I just just to save um, my curiosity to know what this looks like from someone who hasn't gone into the series before i guess like it's it's hard to say from like small bits of of gameplay but I, i've been seeing this like uh one minute or so trailer on uh on twitch when i watch streams often mm -hmm. and um 
not so much the story stuff. It, it has this cool part where there's like a, a woman running away in like a wheat field, <laughs> and there's like a big ass griffin like like about to like just skewer her, and then the Witcher. I'm assuming he is comes <laughs> Gerald to save her. Comes to save the day, the, and then and then Halo comes and shoots the aliens. Um, but uh, no, he he like stops the the griffin, and then like it's just like him against this big monster, and like. It gave me these Monster Hunter vibes when it like transitioned into gameplay of a guy fighting that griffin. Yep. And I, I really liked that. And I also it the other gameplay shots that they showed, I always kind of assumed that the Witcher was similar in I, I like I just assumed. I never really know anything about it. I assumed it was similar to like Dark Souls or maybe like uh Yeah, I I, I guess like the Souls series where it's like there's, you know, a smattering of enemies everywhere and you're going through like you know an area and there's going to be enemies but this seems more like a there's set pieces where you fight and it's more it's less of like a you grind through an area to get to a place where you fight a thing and more of like it's about fighting the thing and i don't know that it looked really interesting to me the combat looked fun yeah the the way they they uh, kind of lay enemies out is is more of a Baldur's gate type thing like there's just kind of a mob of of enemies spray brushed spray brushed around a town hub uh-huh. and what's always interesting i'm noticing this both in the witcher one and the witcher two a hell of a lot more detail and attention is poured into the towns than any other area around the games and this is what was so fascinating uh for me when i was playing witcher one was was how much less the game was about hunting monsters which You'd probably like because you like hunting monsters, mm-hmm. right? And more yeah, about a bit, yeah. it, it was more about like interacting with this kind of uh, um, darkly cynical uh, critique of of a fantasy pastoral lifestyle, where mm-hmm. where all of these peasant farmers who who interact with Geralt are absolutely horrible, terrible people, and you run around their town, help them out, you see their schedule. You uh, see them like a, v- a very, very detailed day night cycle is in place where they go to eat and sleep and then come back. And then you go to a city and you find out how all of those lifestyles work in a more tightly compressed urban area. It's just like a lot more mm-hmm. attention being placed on, on the politics and, and the economy of the world than than the monsters that you hunt, which you still right. do a lot of. Like, it is kind of like Monster Hunter in that there's a really long preparatory phase before you go to fight one specific monster in the pile of the mob outside of the town. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like my kind of game. I might I might check out The Witcher 3. My friend, uh, my friend got a new graphics card or something, and he got uh, a, a key for Witcher 3. Right. Nice. 40, uh, and he's selling Nvidia it for 40 cards, bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. He's not. He's not. Was it he's Green not Man that, Gaming or whatever? Not the gray market yeah. key resellers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He has a legit key that was issued by the Witcher people. That's going to be Witchers. really fun. Because because the Witcherman. You, you also are you going to have an opportunity to like flex some new PC hardware on it? Um. Not really. I mean, like. I would very much like to upgrade and or just buy a Me completely too. new PC, but um, I'm not sure if it's in the budget at the yeah. moment. Well, if the timing works out, you might be able to. It's always fun to break out a new computer on a new tech demo, quote unquote, kind of game. But yeah. it's it's just like the kind of series where some really great lofty ambitions end up coexisting with a very, a very janky technical presentation because... 
It's right. this very, very distant kind of underpaid, under-equipped developers trying to make a big explosive, like Hollywood-esque thing, but still keeping their own like, flavor quote, about unquote, it. Like quote triple A. Yeah, like like the production values are maybe too big for their own good, so stuff like mm-hmm. Geralt's role animation ends up making right. the game way less fun than something like that should. Yeah, it's a it's a classic role of Geralt situation. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, anyway, I guess uh, we've been going on for a while, but I just want to talk about a couple of games I've been playing real let's quick. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, I've been recording some let's plays so that's thing. is this yeah. some part of be... part of the beard bros or is it your own thing oh my own thing i'm gonna oh, wow. i'm gonna have a have a second channel where i upload the full gameplay and i'm gonna upload like highlight reels weekly on the main channel so people who want to watch a lot can go over to a different place and people want to watch a little can just stay where they are are you but, uh are you gonna talk about the design while you go through it because those are all always... i mean i'm just gonna talk talk off the cuff like i'm not like going in with like i need to do to break down the design of this game it's more just like i'm I, i'm giving myself an opportunity to play games that i've been wanting to play for a while mm-hmm. and share the experience and make it a fun time so i've been uh i've been recording um hotline miami 2 there we go. Which, which you've been looking oh. forward to. Yeah, I'm so glad I saved it. Glad I didn't look up anything. This, oh man, it's just beautiful. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, think the, I thought you were going to be one of those soundtrack, people. It might be better. I I, <laughs> I agree. I I had a blast with that game. A lot of fans not liking it so much, but I'll really. I'll I'll, Why? I'll no. I don't want you to even think about that until you're done. Okay. Okay. All right, fair enough. Did, yeah. did we um, talk about it like a couple times? May, maybe, but but yeah. I don't want Jimmy to dwell on it and ruin his experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you finish it, I, I want to see your opinion. We're, we're gonna have a discussion. Stuff. I mean, I mean, I'll hey, when I finish kills. it, you can just straight up see my reaction. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, soundtrack's really good. The lock-on system was that in one? It was. I don't remember it being in one. Okay, well, I never used it in one, but I'm playing on controller now instead of keyboard, and uh, it's made a lot of the missions that I've been playing like much more. I feel like more like a hitman and less like a berserker, just like running in with a shotgun and spraying everybody. In this, like, I found myself going through a level, like, got a pistol, and then like with a lot of rapid inputs uh went around a corner and like locked onto several people and picked them off one by one and then like i don't know it felt really felt really good it feels good it looks good uh the story has been very interesting so far i'm very interested in where it's going um i really like and other than that i oh god i i really like moments where you end up kind of charting out a combo route where you're like very with a lot of precision picking off exactly who you need to exactly when you need to with right. with exactly how many bullets it should take for every single one and you have to die a zillion times to to figure out what works through trial and error but once you nail it yeah. it is amazing and an amazing feeling oh, yeah. it's so much fun so much fun and i also one of my favorite uh like fear tactics is um, I know that there's like five people at the end of this hallway, but if I go close enough, they're all going to shoot me. So just aim in the general direction and just mash the shoot button and, and, and then you look see the, the flashing lights flash. in the background. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's like my indicator on if I did good or not. Um, but yeah, definitely uh, I've, I've been enjoying the hell out of Hotline Miami too. And also I've been playing Skyrim. That is also Ooh, an amazing okay. coincidence. 
Okay. Oh, have you been playing Skyrim? Very, very yeah, briefly last night thing. for a video I made about Skyrim's oh, modding thing, which because oh, yeah, Skyrim's course, in the news duh. again. <laughs> That's right. I actually, I'm, I feel, I almost feel bad because I bought it on PC on that sale that they had to promote the, <laughs> the paid mod. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but. Thirteen dollars for Skyrim and all the DLC. Hold up, though. I, I'm That's gonna, ridiculous. I'm gonna buy it's 2015, it. and you have not owned Skyrim this whole time. Not on PC. Oh, um, well, if you had I owned it. I, I got a day one on Xbox 360. I okay. used to be a console gamer more than a PC gamer because I had like a like shit laptop. So and also that the game only thing was unavoidable for like the past three years. Oh yeah, <laughs> completely unavoidable. Um, yeah, but uh. So I've been playing Skyrim, and I've been playing a thing that I don't usually play, because I'm always like the thief rogue who does all stealth and backstabs and never gets seen. And now I'm playing two-handed uh, Imperial with who only uses Warhammer and only uses heavy armor. And that, that's that been fun. I've died a lot of times. I feel shamed for dying a lot of times in Skyrim, but oh well. Last, last night when I was playing, I had great flashbacks of how overpowering the stealth is in Skyrim because oh, when an enemy yeah. gets hit by an arrow they don't care that much no they don't <laughs> they really don't um, I, I remember I remember a very uh, a very vivid memory I don't know if it was in Oblivion or Skyrim of shooting an arrow like across like a, an open field to a guy I saw for like way far away and I hit him and he didn't die, but he stayed there. And my sneak was so good that I was like, how did he stay alive? So I like went over to him to check his health. And the arrow was in his eyeballs model. <laughs> like, specifically the eyeball, not the wow. eye. Uh, not like his face. It was like, it was incredible. It was like twitching and everything. Yeah. yeah. But um, I remember my first, my like three Xbox 360 Skyrim file. I played a, uh, a, a like thief, like Dark Brotherhood guy. And I got the combination of traits that made me pretty much unstoppable in stealth because I had gloves that did double damage when you hit from behind when stealth. I had a perk that did times 15 damage when you use a knife from behind. And then I had a maxed out stealth perk that did like times four damage like naturally on, on stealth hit or something. So I was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to walk up and do times 30 damage to you. That's fair. I was stealth one-shotting giants. <laughs> it was like... But yeah, I Oops. felt like like I was going to do something different, so I did the two-handed, and it's been fun because I'm just running into every fray, swinging randomly. That, that'll teach him. It's a good time. That'll teach yeah. him. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we're going we're gonna to refill, rest, and, and get some R&R, &R, and we'll come right back with some actually kind of good news stories for the first time in a while. 2015 is yeah. interesting. Yeah. You got a bad week, a good week, a bad week, a good week, a bad week, a good week. And, and luckily, this yeah. is one of the good weeks. We will get into that shortly. Greetings. It is I, Red Falcon, the vile alien warlord from Konami's Super C for Nintendo. He never made it past my intergalactic goon squad and diabolic arsenal of destruction. This one never had a chance against my vicious genetic space freaks. And they were no match for my invincible 8th level invasion. See how far you can get in Super C. You never know where you might end up. <laughs>
Hello and welcome back to the TOVG podcast where we are going to delight and excite you about some wonderful news. And that yeah. is yeah. for the for like the first time in a while, wonderful news. <laughs> and and that is that your childhood dreams of of Nintendo Land actually existing somewhere in the world may be coming true. Maybe Mr. Toad's Wild Ride the Reckoning the Throwdown. <laughs> <laughs> might actually be a real thing. There's wow. like so many fun ideas people are posting in reaction to this news. It's a uh, tweet from a Japanese Wall Street Journal correspondent who says that Iwata is getting ready to announce a real-life Nintendo theme park uh, to be built in partnership with um, Universal Parks and Resorts, who are mm-hmm. responsible for the Universal Studios theme parks and uh florida and la apparently they also have one in osaka which is which would make this news considerably less exciting for us dumb fat (laughs) americans well um have you seen uh have you seen the clips of their monster hunter ride that they just did over there oh god in the osaka location no monster hunter ride let me look it up so you guys can see it. Well, technically, um, I'm on my phone, so uh, right, so I shouldn't. At even Six send Flags it at Magic Mountain, it. is that the one? No, 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 no. This is in Universal Studios Osaka. <laughs> there is a Monster Hunter themed ride. Uh, Capcom just like could narrate with, it. Uh, <laughs> I'll send it to Matt. Okay. Um, let's see if I can. If I can skip to the part where they show the Zenogre roaring but i i that just like uh, oh, they have a couple monsters brings up though that uh, video game theme parks exist in japan i mean they already have their fill we 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 need some well, of that yeah. love too you know um I, okay i can't find a good clip of it I'll, I'll show you guys after but uh it like okay from what i've read about this whole story of nintendo it's supposed <laughs> to what people are saying is that it's realistically going to be like a couple of rides in a universal park which is as opposed to a still, nintendo theme park. Th- that's still pretty sweet i mean considering that universal is that place where they're like buy a day get the year free and that's like their promotion <laughs> um that's literally the thing that they say in every ad buy a day get the year free so you go pay for one day and then you just have to like go to a place in the park and be like yeah i want a year pass and they're like okay and they just give it to you for buying one day so like I would just do that and then go ride, um, I don't know, Hyrule the Adventure, the ride to the movie, like seven times a day. <laughs> Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, the Throwdown. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Escape from other M. I don't know. Escape oh from, no! Because that's what you want to be escaping from. <laughs> yeah, you start in Metroid Other M, and then you sit in this like vehicle that slowly transports you back to a better time of Metroid games. Oh hey. snap! <laughs> oh man, that's a zinger. There, there are too many good ideas. There, you know how. I think it's in Orlando, and this was way back in the late '90s. There was a ride at Mm -hmm. Universal Studios where you were in a little Star Wars type cockpit and it jiggles it around while playing a movie. Yeah, it's Star Tours. Yeah, you could just like trade trade out the branding with Star Fox and boom, there you go. The kids will love it, guaranteed. I actually um, had the the pleasure of going on vacation to Florida Mm -hmm. uh, in January to uh, go on, go to Universal and to um, the Disney parks over there. And Universal, first of all, uh, absolutely killing it. 
their rides are fucking amazing right? and the, really the Disney good. rides in Florida are actually pretty shit <laughs> um at least compared to the California Disneyland which is the flagship like the original Disneyland but uh Universal rides they're like they have that that motion thing where like like Star Tours does where it's like uh it's got the 3D it's got a, like a, a physical motion simulator right. so it like feels like you're in the action but what they do is I, I'm I'm finding it hard to describe this to people who don't go to Disneyland as often as I do because I can't be like oh you know it's like this ride but like this but like um, they have essentially a a half sphere shaped uh, screen that plays you know stuff like that like what you would see in Star Tours like there's like a Harry Potter ride over there that does this there's like a bunch of Transformers and Spider-Man and stuff and you essentially you sit in a vehicle that's on a track that can move in every direction and like shake around and stuff. And then it like puts you in those situations where there's like something happening and it's 3D and there's like explosions and you like feel heat and it like shakes the wow. car. And then it like drives through a physical set piece to get away from that. That, that heat and is, then into is another screened area. It, oh, yeah. God. Like all that stuff is like super cool and that could easily be turned into a Nintendo thing. Just think of like, like you said, you, we get in like uh, a Star Fox ship. And we're like flying on the wing of, of Fox and we get to go through a space battle and fight the evil Andros and all that jazz. Or like, like F-Zero, give me an F-Zero racer ride. Oh God, ride. actually I like that idea way better because like, there's, there's way so more much. you could, that would or, be amazing. like way more new you could do with F-Zero, like yeah. fucking pff, space battles, pff, pff. But oh my god, like like zooming through a future cyberpunk fantasy space track at like twenty zillion yeah. miles per hour dodging stuff at the very last minute. That's stuff that like granted yeah. happens in space battles, right? But but it's like changing up the theming in a way that feels actually oh oh god oh god I want this. Yeah, right? It, so those are even Nintendo, better than the regular rides to be to be honest. I get motion sickness a lot, so like those uh -huh. those, ride, those rides are like amazing. Back to the Future back in the day, I used to ride one of those mm -hmm. and it was the same thing and the concept was just great. Going through like mm -hmm. dinosaur mouse and stuff like that. It reminds yeah. me kind of like uh when I went to the Coca-Cola factory here in Georgia, mm -hmm. they had like this thing where like uh the no, state no, no, no. treasure. Actually, no, this was you know Lilo and Stitch. They had this theater mm -hmm. where Lilo would lick your ear and stuff like that, and oh. you would feel it. Like stuff like right. that. Like but in a vehicle and Yeah, great. They had they had something similar to that. It was also Lilo and Stitch themed in one of the Disney parks in Florida. It was a very weird experience. Yeah, yeah. Very that, weird. that sounds. You could feel the spit and almost stuff. Almost uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, it had this like shoulder restraints thing going on <laughs> to where like freak out. He's, well, no, because it was like a pitch black room because like Stitch like escapes. He's in the middle and then he escapes from his thing and it goes pitch black. And then you hear him jump in your speakers and then he'll land on you'll hear him like land on your seat and like the shoulders will like bump so it's like he landed on you it's really crazy yeah uh it's like a weird like like illusion kind of thing that's the round There's sound stuff too many too many good ideas because because of course oh, you yeah. got all sorts of like weird kind of high-tech applications for like quote quasi vr ar stuff like that but then you can also just yeah. have like a cute little minecraft my minecraft minecart roller coaster for the kids <laughs> and, and make it dk themed and and i don't know ma maybe there will be like samus mascots walking around giving people hugs 
Oh, I would man. hug the hell out of Samus. I think they okay. can make this is potential to make a lot of money because Mario's already like an icon. Like, <laughs> yeah, can you he's, imagine he's, the amount of merchandise they're gonna sell? The amount of games they're gonna sell? It's gonna be ridiculous. Mario is the second most recognizable media Plumber. mascot outside of, <laughs> of Mickey Mouse, and I'm like, this makes so much sense. I'm surprised it hasn't happened before, and and no one's mad. This is like the first thing Nintendo has done in a long while. It's made no one. Mad. Mad because no one's it, mad. it makes so much more sense. Like if this is is a new blue ocean for them to develop new stuff in, then like this makes way more sense. It, and it's also sticks to the spirit of the company way better than like fucking health equipment. Yeah, <laughs> right. And 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 I I really think it could happen too. Like enough to a degree where it could get them out of their little bit of financial funk. Because uh, like I said, there's they have such a recognizable mascot that um. That I, I think it's recognizable enough to drive families across the country to whatever Universal Studio is closer to them. Yeah, <laughs> whichever I mean, studio. And as uh, long as they, as long as they fill it out correctly, as long as they don't half-ass anything, <laughs> I think this could be really big. This could be super duper cool. I would totally arrange a trip with you guys to check it out. If if we don't have Dude, to go to Japan. Yeah. Because, because, like I, mean, I said, yeah, J- like, Japan. Like, granted, if this if this shows up in all universals, at least in one way, but like, see, there's a the thing because there's no Harry Potter ride in uh, in Los Angeles Universal. That's Florida exclusive, and they they so, just like, gotta share the love. There's there's one just gotta share the load. <laughs> there's this thing in Japan. It's a, it's the haunted house type attraction called Resident Evil: The Real. I want to do that before oh, I yeah. die. But that's not that's not the real. The, it that, that like is a the actual with a really name. Shitty name. Resident the Evil: real. The Real. Well, it's it's in, it's for they're not expecting it to like be <laughs> under scrutiny of of native English speakers. But oh yeah. god, I really I really hope this thing comes stateside and that is good. It, it there's just yeah. like there's so there were more ways for them to not fuck it up than there are ways for them to fuck it up. <laughs> if that makes if that makes sense. Hmm. Speaking um, of, of Nintendo and uh, <laughs> and possibly making a lot of money, though. Well, okay, I don't, I don't know if they're making like a lot more money than usual this year, but they have posted their first profit for for a year since 2011 because uh, it's it's May quarterly reports are coming out, and um, yep. in Nintendo's they have announced that uh, well, like I said, they've pulled the first annual profit since 2011. Uh, Smash mm-hmm. and Pokemon are doing very well. What's interesting, though, is that, well, of course, the Pokemon's the 3DS version, but Smash on the 3DS is outselling the Wii U by double. Um, I mean, I, that's just a testament to how many people own each console. Yeah. I know. A lot which, of people which still, own like, 3DS. weirds me out. Like, I'm a weirdo who doesn't like portables, so whenever I see all of these financial reports, which has been happening for, like, the past two years, of the 3DS doing so well, I'm like, really? Everyone I know has one. Well, think, think of it like this. Uh, I have the 3DS. I bought the 3DS version. I also bought the Wii U version. Mm-hmm. So I fall into both brackets, and I think most people that own the Wii U version... Um, I mean, like with the exception of people like yourself, George, who just don't have a 3DS. <laughs> I think most people who own the three, the Wii U version also own the 3DS version. Yeah. And so it's not so much a one demographic or the other. It's just that one of those demographics has both and the other one just has the 3DS version is like the norm, I believe. The just 3DS version. I want to say that people with... Is, is like doubling yeah, want, them, outnumbering them by two to one. Right. 
like what I'm saying is I want to I want to say that like the people who only own the Wii U version by itself are the biggest minority or the smallest minority, which would make sense because the Wii U as as a piece of hardware this year sold only 3.38 million which is not yeah. a lot not a fucking lot at all like I think no. Watch Dogs has sold that much at this point well I mean uh, that's just across all platforms so and I know and, but I don't <laughs> But they still have announced their first profit. Granted, the 3DS is doing very, very well. I, I'm, I guess Amiibos might have something to do with it, although they're also like counterbalancing what may at this point almost be a deliberate scheme to underproduce them. Because yeah. people really like collecting plastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and one weird uh, kind of... The, the luck of destiny that... The, that's a weird way to put it. A, a a fortunate and also unfortunate occurrence that has pulled them into the green this year is a a decline of the yen this this year mm. and and also a a rise in the value of the dollar. And since they make most of their sales overseas in American markets, that means that they actually made a lot more dollars to to pull right. them ahead of uh, yep. of of their their home market where. They're counting up their numbers in yen, and well, 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 as a result of foreign exchange gains totaling three, thirty-four billion yen due to the depreciation of the yen against the U.S. dollar <laughs> at the end of the period, compared to the exchange rate at the end of the previous fiscal year, ordinary income was seventy point five billion yen, and net income was four point one forty-one point eight billion. Forty-one point eight. Big words, yeah. economics. I don't know. Point is, yen went down, dollar went up. That was good for Nintendo, and that's significant because it's a good time. Nintendo has been good since twenty eleven. Yeah, that's uh, it's something that I always forget, but like, especially when talking about like Nintendo and sales for them, like some things may be more popular in Japan, but the U.S. just has so many more people in it. Yeah, they like the the country of Japan as a whole. I, I learned this because we were on the Dex podcast, the Pokemon podcast. We were talking about it, and we like asked the question because we didn't know, and somebody sent us like the stats. Uh, the state of California is a bigger landmass than the, the country of Japan. What about in terms of population? Well, I mean, like in terms of population, no. But that's because most of California's population is in one area. But also, we have the rest of the United States with all its 300 million people in it. Like, our money being of a higher, of a like a stronger value is like really important because yeah. that means a higher amount of people who are buying their games like, are buying it with a stronger currency it literally determined whether or not they profited this year <laughs> yeah yeah seriously it's it's something i forget often is that like that like uh you know regions differentiate like the games market so heavily i don't know if you actually read that uh opinion article that went up on tovg the other day what, what did it say on video games and taxes Oh no, that sounds like a can of worms. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's just like a short piece on like someone who who learned about uh, like taxes, and because someone would like their friend would always Snapchat uh, over their shoulder when they were playing Shovel Knight on their PS4, um, and like laugh about it with their friends. And he was like, because like playing like a underpowered game for such an overpowered machine, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And he was like, he kind of got fed up with it and was like like why are you like what's the reason like why do you find it so funny and the guy was like talking about how the price of a playstation 4 in brazil um is enough 
to fly to America, buy a PS4, and fly back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I guess it comes out to like $1,200 for a PS4 in Brazil. Because they tax it by, uh, by um, as gambling, I believe. They, ta- they still tax it as gambling over there. So it's 125% price increase over from taxes. Jeez. That's uh, nuts. And also really sad because that means a lot of good game developers don't come out of Brazil. Which is exactly that's, that's what they're talking about the, the article talks about that you should check that out head over to that one videogamer.com there's a really good article on taxes and video games and and there's um, a huge i found it very interesting a huge market yeah a huge market in brazil too because i mean like every time you log on country. to a half dead mmo half the players are <laughs> going on about being brazilian right um so- i remember uh league of legends has a huge brazilian fan base they somehow are able to get a hold of it, I guess. Um, you know, now that I think about it, like a lot of weird kind of, uh, I don't know if this is a politically correct term. A lot of, a lot of like the second world countries tend to gravitate more towards PC gaming than console gaming. I guess that's because on the PC, it's it's much harder to kind of uh, flatten that market with with things like taxes and localization that are going to be unfriendly to customers over there. Yeah, and and also not to generalize or anything, but I think it's also like, you know, if you don't have a lot of funds coming in, then buying something that you could play games on and is also useful for a million other tasks like a PC over a console, mm-hmm. you know, is is probably why PC gaming is bigger there. Um, and and it's yeah, it's I don't know. really sad though because it's gotten it, it has I'm sure we've all seen like it's gotten to a point where pirating games is the normal way of acquiring them in a lot of these markets because yeah. uh, getting them legit is just like so expensive it's it's not practical yeah see see Hotline Miami two in Australia <laughs> well I, Australia I, okay. Um, I guess, I guess I can, I can formulate a segue here. Speaking of controversial, violent video games, um, there's been a story developing over the past couple weeks. It is Grand Theft Auto. There's been a story developing over the past couple days, actually. I think I said works early. It's more like days about, uh, Rockstar banning people from the multiplayer of the Grand Theft Auto 5 PC port for Mm -hmm. using mods in the single player, which is, um... I, not necessarily the case sometimes depending on who you ask there's a lot of a lot of conflicting testimonies floating around which is why i didn't right. get, put my pitchfork on twitter or whatnot what it looks like it's uh-huh. uh happening here is that their online anti-cheat detection mechanisms are doing that thing that yep. happened to me with half-life back in the day where it's kind of um a lot of of stuff a lot of mods that are not necessarily could be considered cheats are still triggering the detection program and causing bans um right some players are reporting that logging on to multiplayer games with the mods installed in their games are causing them bans others are saying that they can still get online and mod also their single player game as long as they remove everything from going from one side to another um rockstar it, it caused a little mini controversy nothing as big as um the the paid monetization program valve and bethesda rolled out two weeks ago but a little mini right. controversy has still been brewing over this thing uh rockstar updated a q a today uh claiming that these bans are an unattended an unintended effect of the early games anti-cheat program 
Uh, mm. Hang on, I have a quote here. Recent updates to GTA 5 PC had an unintended effect of making unplayable certain single-player modifications. This was not intentional, and no one has been banned for using single-player modifications. They went out in straight confidence saying that, while other people are giving mm. conflicting stories about whether or not they actually are getting banned from a single-player game well from a multiplayer game for using mods on single player because you can still play the game Mm -hmm. single player just fine which is another reason why i don't know if i'm gonna put my pitchfork anywhere because as long as i guess you can still play the single player then this is uh i i guess yet another one of many cases of anti-cheat gone wrong because i don't know if you guys have looked into gta 5 as much but i have a, a not yeah, really. compared to previous games in the series, there's like a lot more persistence, a lot more um, right. You can you can jump progression. <laughs> you can jump straight from single player to m- online like immediately, and I mm-hmm. guess that's where the problem lies. Where it's all seamless, mm-hmm. like the loading is it doesn't take yeah, that long at all. It's easy to, to forget what you have online to on single player, yeah. right? And and a lot so, of uh, yeah. these these mods are going through DLL injections which will falsely trigger an anti-cheat program, which is exactly what happened to me with Half-Life 1 back in the day. On one hand, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. You got to be careful. And that's why it sucks. On the other hand, I'm like, they have good intentions because they want to cut down on cheating. They're just not being super duper thorough. Uh, What they need to do is fix their invite system so I can actually play with my friends. Dang it. Or, or like set up a totally private lobby that that freezes character um, progression and enables people to play with their mods and their cheats either or in their own private environment outside of the rules of right. the rest of the persistent game. But that would also uh, might require dedicated servers, which a dedicated server browser is something that the GTA 5 PC version does not have. But that also kind of folds into how they've designed the game to be built off of persistent character progression that can be boosted by microtransactions. It's just like a weird conflict between how and what mods do and how this game is designed to be played. Like a lot of things aren't really compatible in a traditional way here. And that's kind of why I haven't. Mm -hmm put my pitchfork anywhere that this is this is very much a story <laughs> it changes depending yeah. on on who you talk to and what their individual experiment with the system has been right yeah so speaking of scary things uh <laughs> that's happening in the industry say, speaking on the i was gonna say speaking on speaking about individual uh, experiences with games <laughs> Um, Go ahead. The, the, Go ahead, the, the individual Five Nights at Freddy's games are very much not individuals because they're part of a of a of an increasingly large series, and they're also scary experiences in which the player has to be careful or something. I guess I don't know. I still haven't gotten around to playing this, and I feel like I feel like it started weeks ago. They're at number Did four you, now. Do you know anything about them? Barely. I, and I don't want to spoil it until I do eventually play it, because I'm, I'm going to eventually. Oh, dude. The, the, each one is like 
a few hours. Yeah, and and I don't have many excuses. They're only like five dollars. The sheer excuse is that I've just always been I don't know fucking playing The Witcher or something <laughs> instead. Yeah, I, you have you have time for for two separate playthroughs of both The Witcher one and two, but you haven't played a single Five Nights at Freddy's. I, I'm telling you, I haven't the, played it either. Both really well. Do you? Uh, okay. All right. Yeah, I haven't both? played it either. I just been like, uh, I don't know if I'm really into and, it. Dude, it's pretty stressful. Not gonna lie, my my life is nuts right now. Both of those individual sittings of playing The Witcher Two were the only times I've been able to sit down and play a video game for like four mm. hours, except for my experience with DDR. At that time, I was like, I've right. never played DDR in my entire life. I have to. I, I, that was definitely <laughs> higher priority than The Witcher for that weekend. Um, right. But yeah, I, I, I don't. It, can, can I still get started? I feel like I'm constantly being left behind by by something I I will have no way of catching up to in time. No way of catching no, up with in time. These are these games are like if you take them slow and you like really like or it, or if you can't keep up with how uh, hard the difficulty ramps up on later nights, uh, it'll take you like a week max to do all three. One. Oh, to be one? Yeah. Or, or to, 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 like, I'm saying, like, if you take, like, an hour a day. Oh, that's not you, like, a lot, a huh? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm saying, like, mostly the games work, like, the first two nights are, like, pretty, like, super easy mode. The third night's where it, like, starts challenging you, and then night four and five are, like, oh, like, this is actually hard. I need to, like, remember everything. It gets super stressful. But, um, yeah, I, I, I Five Nights 4 was announced is the news. I don't know if we said that yeah <laughs> I, I said well, why is number four they were not added yeah they're developing number four for real yeah, it's announced and the, the release date has been announced as well it's uh halloween, halloween of this year which is perfect i and i love it when a good horror game yeah. comes out on halloween it makes me feel i'm gonna have to inside. play this yeah. one i'm, you, I'm gonna have to actually play this one i well, why don't I you start like... with number one and go through it in chronological yeah, you have plenty of time that's how you do a series man <sighs> you can't just oh my go gosh. in at number four. That's like playing. If you, it's if been you started Milk, you're solid number four. Yeah, it has. It has been taught. Like, I if mean, I was going to do something, it would have to be like, I'll like play all three of them and then make a collage of like just all the moments, the montage of all the moments that I have. Oh. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's still. <laughs> that would be okay. ridiculous. But that, the whole, the whole, my whole thoughts on this Five Nights at Four announcement is that the whole. Like, there was so much backlash, and everyone's all, like, up in arms, like, he's putting out games too fast. Like, this is the only way that this guy can keep this series from burning. <laughs> it's probably, like, the like, only acceptable way to milk something, too, because they're such small, cheap games. Like, it's not like right. putting out an Assassin's Creed twice a year. Seriously, like, this... Okay, Scott Cawthon, the guy who made the games... Okay, first of all, he's the only guy working on the games... And he's releasing them when he's done with them. So, are they first polished? Of all, that's they're polished. Yeah, huh. there's like nothing wrong with any of the games. They're like structurally sound, mechanically sound, and the, like the biggest thing to complain about is like most of the visuals are still images and gifs uh, made from like uh, pre-rendered 3D models. And so, like, it has that visual style that's like not super great, but it's very much at this point like a testament to that game like and it you see that probably style and also like, helps immensely with him of course not having oh. to like make an actual 3d engine with with modeling and right. animation and whatnot uh there there is a lot more animation in uh five nights three to be fair uh there's a lot oh of my the, god uh, are there actual technical improve how the hell does he pull them out so fast if 
Oh. Well, yeah, so here's the thing. Five Nights at Freddy's was an extremely mimetic game, which means it is a meme. Mm-hmm. It is a meme game. You, you know it, it got instantly big, it got sight. huge. Right, like, it, you got big, it got huge, it got massive, and then it was like, this is, you know, everybody's talking about it. Everybody knew the name. The, the acronym FNAF FNAF. was like everywhere. <laughs> FNAF. Um, and then he made a second one, and it was really soon after, and people were like, oh, I don't know if it's And then it released, and everybody stopped talking, like, t- stopped talking shit, because all the mechanics were changed just enough to where it's like, oh, this plays similar, but it's a different game. Mm-hmm. And the story, he's also putting a lot of, like, weird, creepy lore that's, like, really hard to piece together. Everything is very ambiguous. Which is what I'm so excited like, about. I love that right, shit. It's a, it's, it's a game for people who like to, like, uh, theory craft and like data mine and try and like go way into like what's going on on the screen at all times and what does it mean and then he put out a third one and everyone said the same thing he's releasing them too fast and then he put it out and it was completely different again and it put so much more emphasis on different mechanics and then he was, he's talking about a fourth one and people are saying, saying the same shit and I'm like I'm sure he's gonna do just as good as he did with the last two quickly pushed out sequels because they're only quickly pushed out if it's like, think of like Assassin's Creed takes like, what, like a couple hundred guys, like two years to make. Mm-hmm. And this is one guy working over the course of a few months. Like, it's still I'm impressive sure and, and almost a little yeah, suspicious. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he does. Like he's, have you seen his background? Like what he do, did before yeah, this? Yeah, he used uh, to make very, little very Christian briefly. games. And then uh, a reviewer <laughs> yeah, he, said, oh, that <laughs> looks like an animatronic. And he was like... Yeah, I'm heartbroken. Now it's time to make a horror game based on that, yeah. and that's like, like that, yeah, that, that's the, the funniest thing, most is, interesting is story like, I've ever heard for a developer. <laughs> the, the well, yeah, the critic was like, "the This game is okay. The animations make them look like scary animatronics," and so he was just like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a game about scary animatronics." <laughs> Why the hell not? Also, I like good on him because in in like hidden notes in the third game, I believe he said that like Five Nights One was going to be his last attempt at the game industry before he just like got a real job, and now he's like a millionaire for sure. So God, I don't know. I mean, do you think that really would have been I the feel case? Like, yeah, I, I think he would have quit because wow. he had he had quite a few failed. Made a that is actually yeah. freaking amazing. And you know, like it's just it's so yeah. easy to talk shit about someone milking something out. I think this is like one case, maybe even a much deserved case where it's like okay for once. Well, the the other thing is is like when people talk about him milking the series, they it's like they're projecting this sort of like, well, Five Nights is his artistic vision and he's selling it out and like. Not really. Yeah, because like, does it count as milking himself. if it's still good after so many times? Well, does it count as milking if the whole point was to make money in the first place? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because like, that's what you do with milk. Like, you squirt it into a bucket and sell it for money. Whoa. Exactly. Like, the whole deal is that he said, <laughs> if this doesn't, if this isn't financially successful, I'm not going to make games anymore. And when it was, dra- like, amazingly financially successful... He did the perfect scheme of marketing and made more of them just on the right time frames, made them just enough different, and is making a boatload of money off of it. So where's the problem? He's doing exactly what he set out to do. He's the most successful person because he just did what he tried to do, and it worked. And like, I mean, I if, if the integrity of the series is there, if the games are still fun, if he's not pissing anyone off in the process, then... Yeah, like I haven't seen Five Nights at Freddy's DLC pop up anywhere, you know? Yeah. 
He actually, uh, there were um, microtransactions in the first one. Oh yeah, well maybe uh, I'm just not following it close but, enough. Well, but they they weren't uh, they weren't pay to win or anything. It was like pretty much donations. It was you could buy like a plushie and it would change something visually in the in the office that you work in inside the game. Oh, and so like it was one of those. It was like a TF2 like buy a hat kind of thing. And and so, that actually, however you want to interpret that, I guess actually makes me really interested in the concept of like donation button DLC that just yeah. basically like the merch store when you go to a band when you, when you go to a show they're selling like absolute right. crap at the merch desk because you know that 90% of it is straight to the band as a donation yeah right it's like it's like their name in like <laughs> on a black t-shirt painted yeah. onto a shirt <laughs> yeah uh, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I have absolutely no qualms with with this whole series. I'm glad that this one's named the final chapter. I hope it's the last one, and I hope he takes his bajillion million dollars and makes like a fucking blockbuster. What, out of the what if game. it's a sandbox parkour collectathon with cell oh, phone gosh. towers you climb up <laughs> to reveal more of a city where where these little pizza restaurant establishments are located? And, and each one of them has a series of fun mini games <laughs> that you have to complete to progress a story written by washed up Hollywood screenwriters. It would be great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That is that would be the definition of milk. Yeah. Oh gosh. So uh, one thing I'm interested in when I was uh, like like I said I don't know much about this series. I just know that everyone talks about it. And I need to get around to it eventually because. Everyone usually says good things. They either say good things or they either say bad things about how popular it is, which probably means it was yeah. good in the first place when that tends to happen. But anyways, um, what do you know about this this movie deal? I, I very briefly... I just know that it exists. Okay, because... April's Fools? Like, yeah, no, it's, it's hard not. to tell. It's, real. it's really hard to tell. It's real. Five Nights at Freddy's 4 was announced previously as an April Fool's joke. And this time, like last week, it was announced for realsies. <laughs> like it's gotten right. to the point where where he was like, LOL, I've already started Five Nights at Freddy's 4. Just kidding. I wouldn't do them that fast. Two weeks later, he actually does it. <laughs> um, but also that movie deal announcement was announced on April 1st, it, which since that that five nights at freddy's four teaser which involved them going to space or something completely turned out to be a joke a lot of other people assumed that the movie deal was a joke as well but i keep seeing news updates about it that were posted as late as like may 5th like two days before recording this podcast so it's like hard to tell even what's real and what's not just when researching this series from I would an outsider watch it. perspective I would yeah, I'll watch I it. would watch it. My animatronics, it's probably going to make a lot of money. Animatronics well, horror. It's very popular and if game. it's done right? Oh uh, yeah, but I if he and what I, I wanna... mean, I would hope he would give it justice, right? This is like one of the only video game movies to come out that would probably might be good, you know? It, Metal Gear Solid is not going to be good. They, well, cuz they don't have to do they don't have to do the, like a Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Five Nights at Freddy's movie as like this is the part in the game that you played. It's like they could just do it like it's set at Freddy Fazbear's Pizza, 
and there's a security guard and like shit goes right like be, that's all they have to do like as a classic 80s slasher movie where where four teenagers are trapped inside freddy frazbear's at night and they all mysteriously disappear with just like shots of of scary animatronics and, and then some of <sighs> yeah. them have sex some some of them try to rob the place and they all get killed by by animatronics when they least expect it I kind of want uh, yeah. to have a dry feel. You ever watched the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling? Oh, like yeah. It's a very no. dark, 90s neon feeling, and you like you follow the movie. security guard, but you don't know if the security guard is really involved in the murders, and this whole craziness could be going on. And you don't really... I, I, want, I want it to be a smart movie where it's not <laughs> telling you straight out, uh, oh, this is... Um, this is what's happening right now. It just like jumps right in. You know? It's so yeah. hard for and me tells you through as the cinematography. Someone, <laughs> as someone who's never played this thing and pretty much only seen like click past forum threads of it, it's hard for me to imagine it being quote unquote smart, but it's also I keep hearing about how there's lore and I want to know how they managed to <laughs> attach a deep it's, and okay. abstract lore to animatronic slasher horror. What I would recommend is don't watch any videos on the lore. Oh, good so far. Everyone either gets it wrong. <laughs> they, everyone either gets it wrong or uh, extra like goes super extravagant on like their theory. And so, what I would say is just play the games. Um, maybe look at the wiki. That sounds because the wiki is a little I'll, I'll, is a little less. Biased. I'll only do it, just it like after. Has, like this is a thing. Af- after yeah. finishing oh, yeah, the after. game, play the yeah, game yeah. and then watch the, the go look at the wiki because there's a lot of secret stuff that shows up that's like very hard to tell. Like for example, there's like a poster on the wall that has a, like a like a paragraph of text news story, which you can't read when you're playing the game. But if you like take the still image of that room and like enhance, enhance, <laughs> yes, yeah, then you you get to see what it says and it's very interesting. Um, yeah, but I don't know. We've been going on for. A long ass time. This is a long yeah. podcast. Yeah. It's good and though. So uh, it's a, it's a good one. Yeah, but I think uh, I think it's time for all all good things must come to an right, end. Right, right, you know? right. So yeah. Uh, until then, um, cross your fingers, everyone, that there will be a Nintendo Land opening near you. Because mm-hmm. uh, because that's that would be pretty damn cool. I'm I'm a grown tight, ass yeah. adult. I want to go to this stupid mm-hmm. theme park and 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 hug Samus. Um. Uh, anyways, I want to hug Captain Falcon. And he's gonna say, "Show <laughs> me your me, moves." Let me as I walk. Let in. me ride on the back of a Yoshi through something and punch him in the face so he can like. No, oh. just let me ride on the back of Yoshi. Oh, that's all I want to do. Yeah, the kill I, Yoshi. I, I, that I should be a ride. Where you have to jump <laughs> off of him in yeah. front of a bottomless pit <laughs> so you can gain yeah. leverage to finish the level. Yeah. That would be mean. Yeah. It would still be fun, though. It would, it would be fun and mean. Yeah. Nintendo Land opening near you. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're going to head out. Uh, until then, yeah. you know, as usual, as I'm sure you all always do. Rate us five stars on <laughs> iTunes, share us around your friends, mm-hmm. tune in next week, and uh, also send us questions while the forums are down. Um, I'm sorry yeah, I don't have any you, uh, right now because I'm away from home. Right. If you if you want uh, if you want some more good good stuff, good times, go to uh, thatonevideogamer.com. We've been posting more uh, fan submissions and articles lately. There's a lot of cool content on there if you like our stuff and want to see more stuff like I'm that I'm going to read about taxes as soon as I shut this oh, off. Oh, yeah. And Go read about taxes, I can't guys. Wait. That sounds fun. I can't wait. 
But no, it's always right. actually really interesting to hear about how shitty other parts in the world have it when they want to play decent video games. Right. I know. Uh, but yeah, um, we will see you guys next week. Until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.